This is The Winner's Take with host Nelson Rowley Raisbeck and professional sports handicapper Dave Essler. Welcome into Winner's Take. As always, I'll be your host, Nelson Rowdy Raisbeck, joined by professional sports better Dave Essler. We went 2-1 and one to recap our Major League Baseball best bets last week. If you want to find some of our content, you can find me on Twitter at Rowdy underscore Razor. Or you can find Dave on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. Dave, as always, we're going to be going through the Friday night slate for Major League Baseball. Then we're going to have the Saturday slate of Major League Baseball. So we're sitting here. It's currently July 28th. It's a Friday. First game we're going to look at for Major League Baseball. Let's jump right in. It's going to be the New York Yankees traveling to Baltimore to take on the Orioles. We have Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees. Grayson Rodriguez on the mound for the Orioles. This one's a 6.05 Central Time first pitch. Uh, Dave, what are you thinking for this game? Yeah, I mean, I actually bet the Orioles team total over on this game. I was able to get it at three and a half. Uh, I'm not sure what it is now. I mean, the, the upside Rodriguez has is the Yankee. Uh, yeah, the Yankees haven't seen him, but, you know, he, he hasn't been very good. Uh, although he has kept the ball in the park the last couple of outings, uh, not ideal. So I, 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 I don't like Cole anymore. I mean, not anymore. I mean, he's, he's fallen on relatively hard times. You know, you look at his last couple of starts. Yeah, he pitched great. Six innings, 11 strikeouts, one run. Where? Colorado. Uh, actually, so you're talking about the Rockies. Then he comes back and, 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 and pitches another great game. Two runs, six and two-thirds innings, 10 strikeouts against Kansas City. So, you know, the, the teams he's faced since the All-Star break are, are not ideal. Uh, and, and Baltimore lit him up pretty good back in May. Uh, so I just, you know, normally I would think that maybe he's going to be uh, the adjuster and they will win handily. But, you know, Baltimore is a different team right now. Uh, they're actually, you know, they're, 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 they're leading the AL Central, AL East rather. And, you know, they, they've been putting up some runs. I mean, they've been shut out. They've been shut out like once in the last like 20 games. So at home uh, where they do tend to hit better. I like the Orioles team total here at three and a half. I also know I'm getting the ninth at bat, which is probably against the Yankees bullpen, which is going to be suspect too. So uh, I am betting the Orioles team total over three and a half. Yeah. I looked at this game and you're right. Garrett Cole, I mean, he's throwing the ball well, but it hasn't been against the greatest teams as of late. You mentioned how he saw Baltimore. They kind of roughed him up. I looked at this game and thought, hey, he probably makes adjustments. It's Garrett Cole. He's been pretty darn good for the most part this entire season. I don't think Baltimore scores a ton, so I guess we're going to disagree there. But I do think Rodriguez can hold the Yankees down somewhat because he's 2-2, two and two, ERA just under 7, but... He's pitched decent as of late, and I think the lack of familiarity and the lack of just offensive production from the Yankees, I looked at this game and thought under 8.5 could be a a legitimate bet as both the Yankees and Orioles' bullpen this entire year have been pretty good. They had the day off. I looked at the under 8.5, and I actually leaned with the Baltimore Orioles on the money line. So uh, those were my two leans, the under 8.5 and and the Orioles. Yeah, and I think if you wait a little bit, you might get a 9 there because I'm looking at that right now, and and 71% of the tickets and 94% of the money are on the over. Uh, it opened eight and a half, no juice, and now it's eight and a half. Pretty much over is now minus 120. So, 
you're probably right because with so many people disagreeing with you in the total, not going to nine, which is a key number. Um, if I can get nine, I'm all over that because then you'd need 10 runs to lose. And I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, let's wait for a better number. I think Dave, just to, overall, there might be a lot of correlation here. You like the Baltimore Orioles team total over. You found that at three and a half. If I think it's going to be a low scoring game that maybe that slightly disagrees with your over for their runs but also the fact that we both like the Orioles means they have a better shot at this especially if it's lower scoring so we might be able to get like a four to three type Orioles win here yeah that wouldn't hurt my feelings at all now moving on to our second game here on the July 28th Friday slate we're gonna move to Atlanta it's gonna be the Milwaukee Brewers taking on the Atlanta Braves you have Adrian Hauser on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. You have Yanni Chirinos on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. 6.20 Central Time, first pitch. Uh, Dave, what are you thinking for our second game of the Friday slate? Uh, boy, if there was ever a game I don't like, this could be it. I mean, you know, you look at Hauser's stats and, you know, his whip is pretty much 1.6 across the road, which is not very good. Of course, the Braves just saw him and, and uh, he struck out 10 guys, gave up three runs, only let one leave the park. Uh, but it is Atlanta. You know, the Braves are going to score some runs. He's not going to shut down Atlanta. So right away, I would be looking at the the Braves uh, team total over for sure. Um, maybe the first five because the, the Milwaukee bullpen has been pitching uh, pretty well lately. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So is the Braves, really. So although I would consider an over, I would probably consider it a first five over. And, you know, Chernos. Should he really be a minus buck 65 pitcher? Probably not um, on most teams on the Braves. Maybe, you know, the Braves, Milwaukee can put up runs and it would be just so easy to take uh, Atlanta minus the run and a half or even minus 160. But the fact that it's only minus 160-ish and everybody and their brother liking Atlanta, that's a little concerning for me. So whatever I would do here would be a first five bet. So uh, that would probably be Atlanta first five uh on the money line and probably minus a half a run to save a little juice would probably be a winner there as well. I mean, Atlanta's not, you know, they, they've lost a few. I think they've lost about probably eight of the last 12 games. So, you know, they're not on that ridiculous tear that they were on. Atlanta could be overvalued. I mean, I don't want to say that a team that's that good is ever overvalued, but um, I think they could be in that mode a little bit. So I'm going to, I'm going to take everything out and, Probably if I did anything, Braves first five. Yeah, that's exactly where I was at. You mentioned it. Hauser just saw him and he pitched really well. And he's a guy that, as a Brewer fan, glad to see that he's been pitching well. But he he's a guy that lives kind of dangerously. He's not afraid. You mentioned the whip. Not afraid to put guys on base. And against this Braves team where your top four hitters have over 100 home runs combined could be extremely dangerous. So I was right there with you. You actually said... Uh, both of the ones that I was looking at, I like Atlanta in the first five on the run line minus that half a run. I think if they're going to jump on them, they're going to jump on Hauser right away. And then just in general, wrote down the Atlanta Braves team total over, which I believe is five and a half with a lot of juice on that under. It's not a terrible number. I'd like if I would have got found a five, but I don't even know if that was available. And then I do like a batter prop, and it's actually going to be Michael Harris the second to get a hit. Now, this is minus 210, but if you look at some of his numbers here, against Hauser, 
I mean, the guy has had some success, I guess you would say, even though he hasn't seen a ton of Hauser. One hit and three at-bats, you know, nothing crazy. But when I dig into his numbers a little more, the dude, his splits at home, he's hitting 311. And you go even further into it, what he's been doing recently, he's batting 375 the last week, 400 the last two weeks, and over 310 the last month. So I do like Michael Harris the second to get a hit at minus 210. Yeah, I agree with that. He's a baller. And actually, the last couple of weeks, I've I've made that same bet a few times, and he's cash for me. And I know minus two ten sounds steep, but it's really not. I mean, it is, but you know, it's minus two ten for a reason. So I would, I don't, I don't have any problem doing that, and I may add that as well. So yeah, there's a Michael Harris prop. Now I did save one of the props from our Orioles Yankees game, Dave, because I think that's going to be my one of my best bets here. Uh, moving on to our third and final game of the Friday slate. We're going to go to the Tampa Bay Rays traveling to Houston. It's going to be Shane McClanahan on the mound for the Rays, and we have Christian Javier going for the Astros. This is a 7-10 central time first pitch. Uh, what are you thinking for this one, Dave? Because um, um, I can argue a lot of different things here. I really want to take Houston. You know, Yes, it's McClanahan, but Houston's 19-11 and 11 against left-handed pitchers, so uh, that doesn't scare me. They're actually – actually better against lefties than they are righties. But the thing is, the Houston bullpen's been, uh, they were brutalized at Texas, uh, you know, and a little bit at Oakland in this series prior to. But, you know, a whip of 1.61 is not good for a bullpen. So I just can't back that. And, you know, Javier, I think, a little bit overrated. Uh, and it shows. I think he's given up four, six, eight, three. And, you know, last week, two, last outing, two. But that two was at Oakland, which... You know, you have to kind of ding him for that a little bit. So I think the Rays are going to score. No doubt about that. But I also think that Houston is going to score. I mean, McClanahan is good. McClanahan's elite. McClanahan is definitely a Cy Young candidate. Since the All-Star break, he's pitched twice, gave up uh, runs to Baltimore, runs to Texas. And uh, right before that, he was kind of brutalized at home against, uh, rather it was on the road actually, against Seattle. So I don't think McClanahan is going to be beast mode. You know, he's a little better at home. So I really want to take the over, which is a little dicey, but that may be the best bet in this game. Uh, I, uh, you know, the other the other thing I think if I probably, if I had to make one bet in this game, and this may end up being my best bet, it's the Tampa Bay Rays team total over. Yeah, I looked at this game and you mentioned it was Shane McClanahan. The guy still has really good numbers, but it was, I believe, two starts before the All-Star break. He, like, tweaked his back. And right. if you look at his numbers, hasn't been as good in the four starts since tweaking his back. That's pre- and post-All-Star game. Also, his strikeout numbers are way down, so clearly there's something off. You already mentioned how he's much better at home. We're talking about sub-two ERA at home. He's got an ERA above three on the road, which, I mean, a lot of – pitchers would kill for a ERA of three just in general, but this is Shane McClanahan. This is Cy Young caliber we're talking about. And Christian Javier, just the last month or so, he's kind of regressing back to to the mean after having a first two-ish months of the season pitching pretty well. I'm with you. I wrote down the over. I got the, the over eight and a half between the Rays and the Astros here. But the other one that I looked at is, I think we might be getting a cheap price on uh, the Rays here because I know this was when I looked earlier it was Rays just ever so slightly as favorites that might be a pretty cheap pr- price on Shane McClanahan 
And then the other two I looked at were actually props. I, I kind of like Javier and McClanahan to go under their strikeout totals. Both are sitting there at under five and a half. McClanahan just, he's hardly hit that number too much since tweaking that back. And Javier isn't the biggest strikeout guy, but he's currently coming off his biggest strikeout month. But every other month, he's not even close to getting, uh, you know, one strikeout per inning here. So I feel like he'd have to go roughly six innings to get six Ks. I don't see it. And also the fact that we both like the over, these guys in theory could be out of there a little early as well. So I, I like both the pitcher props to go under five and a half strikeouts. Yeah, and that would be that would probably bode well for runs to be scored. But I'm looking at the team totals and Houston's three and a half over three thirty. And and you know, that's that's a little too enticing for me because the Rays bullpen's been really good. Uh but the Rays total is four and a half juiced under one forty. So you could get over four and a half at at plus a buck 20 and you know, you're going to get nine at bats. And even if Javier's on, uh, you've always got that Houston bullpen. So I'm betting, uh, I would bet the race team total over four and a half. So there we go. Uh, rounding out our Friday slate of games for major league baseball on July 28th. Let's move to tomorrow's slate of games. It's going to be July 29th for a Saturday. So the first game that we're going to be looking at for Saturday slate it's actually going to be the first one on the board, Dave. I'm going to throw it at you. 207 Central Time first pitch. Going to be the Los Angeles Angels traveling to Toronto to take on the Blue Jays. We have Reed Detmers on the mound for the Angels. Alec Manoa on the mound for Toronto. Well, I mean, I think, you know, they got a Friday night game and, you know, uh, it's Gaussman against, I forget who, but um, I think Gaussman will win that game and, and Toronto won't use a lot of bullpen, which is good. Because their bullpen's been a little, a little, a little bad lately. But you know, so has Manoa. I mean, he hasn't even gone six innings uh, only once uh, since probably May. Or actually, at the end of April against the Yankees, he went seven. But he he hasn't pitched six innings only once. Uh, and of course, that was against a light inning team in the Detroit Tigers. So you know, the Angels are kind of on fire right now. And you know, you don't bet against momentum. I I kind of want to tonight with uh Gaussman on the mound but you know I, I think he's going to bring it but if you look overall at Manoa his season-long stats he's he's actually worse at home by a by a mile I mean I'm not going to cite the numbers I'm sure you haven't but his you know his ERA is nine uh and his whip over the entire season is like well the last eight starts seven starts rather it's like 1.8 so you know betting on uh Toronto is really just pretty much out of the question. And and Detmers is one of those guys that scares me. You know, he always comes up big when I don't expect him to. Uh, but if you look over the course of the season, you know, he's good. Uh, he's been 1.01 whip over the last seven starts, ERA under four. I mean, that's pretty good. How many times has he given up runs? Well, you know, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of his starts is two runs or less. So, I think you have to take the Angels here. Not enamored with their bullpen, but it's been pretty good lately. Uh, so I would be tempted to take the Angels and split it with first five and the full game. Yeah, I looked at this one, Dave, and I, I'm right there with you. You can't trust Manoa at all. Uh, for that reason, Detmers is 2-7 and seven with an ERA under 4.5. The numbers on the surface don't look great, but he's actually been throwing the ball decently well. Probably should have a much better record than what he's dealing with. So I, yeah, I like the Angels in the first five. I know that they've been playing a lot of games here recently with double headers and travel, but I do like them in the first five. Overall, though, I look to the over 
for the entire game, just because Manoa has been that bad. But then on the, the flip side, the Angels' bullpen can also be pretty bad. And if Detmers isn't on, I think there could be some runs. So I'd go with the Angels in the first five on the money line and then the over eight and a half runs. Yeah, I'm literally the over. I got to I gotta tell you, I mean, Toronto's actually better against right-handed hitting, uh, but there's always the possibility the Angels get seven of those runs. So it's certainly possible. But you know, the very fact that it's not nine uh, is a little bit, I don't know, concerning, I guess, because it's one of those ones that kind of looks too easy, maybe. I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see when the line settles tomorrow. But, you know, and the other thing in Toronto, uh, I haven't looked at Toronto weather for Saturday, but, you know, if the roof's open, that'll make a huge difference. And I would expect it probably would be for a day game in July in Toronto. So, you know, there's I could kind of argue either way. Uh, but if I did like the over and I could get eight and a half, I would like it much better now because I do suspect that goes to nine. All right, moving on to our second game of this July 29th Saturday slate. Going to be looking at a 6:15 Central Time first pitch. It's going to be Chicago Cubs traveling to the St. Louis Cardinals. You have Jamison Tyon on the mound for the Cubs, Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals. This one felt like the last matchup we just talked about, Dave. Well, I'm going to be taking Nico Horner to get a hit. I mean, he's been hot as a pistol lately. I think he's probably third in, third in baseball over the last week. Uh, Wainwright, I mean, Talion Ray, that he he kind of owns me, but he's been pretty solid. Um, you know, I kind of thought after he one hit the Yankees through eight innings that he would maybe get his comeuppance a little bit. But, um, you know, he held St. Louis to one run last time out. So so here we go. Are the Cardinals going to go ahead and, and whack him this time or not? I, I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, and then you look at the Cubs, then you look at Wainwright, and, you know, I don't know what to make of Wainwright. I mean, he's, you know, he's got the name, but does he have the – ability anymore he's been terrible you know? this year he's been terrible yeah i mean he has i mean his his whip over the last seven starts is 2.1 and at home this season he's got an era of 8.65 so you know without looking too much further um and given the fact that the cardinals bullpen has been pathetic i mean I, I have to like the cubs and or the over yeah i looked at uh the over was the first thing i circled wainwright's been terrible He's even worse at home. You mentioned it. The numbers are bad just in general. He got uh, beat around earlier by the the Cubs. I think that continues. Jamison Tyon, I'm with you. I think uh, if you look back earlier, he's actually faced the Cardinals twice. They got to him once. The second time he shuts him down, and now they get to see him again less than a week later. I think they get to him, so I think the over here is the play I want to make. I Really, yeah, can't. maybe maybe the smart thing to do there is just Cubs team total over. I think that that makes a whole lot more sense because regardless of Wainwright being good or bad, and he's been bad, you know the Cubs have probably got nine thousand at bats against him, so there's a ton of familiarity there. So you just talked me into to the card uh, to the Cubs because we know I'm going to get uh, all my at bats. Uh, I think the Cubs team total is the play. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what that total is sitting at here. Now, this is from DraftKings because this is over a day ahead of time. Um, Looking for it. It is not listed on there yet. Yeah, it'll probably be a big number because it's quite likely going to be hot as hell, which definitely makes a difference. Um, not only, you know, the ball will travel better, but, you know, starting pitchers aren't going to often go more than five innings, and that brings the Cardinals bullpen in quicker. So, you know, and, and the thing is there, if, if, you know, if the, if the Cubs do get up enough, you know, Wainwright's not going to go deep and they'll, they'll bring in, 
you know, the AAA relievers sooner. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking that Cubs team total is probably probably the best bet I can find right here. That probably might be my strongest like since we started this podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm just sitting here and I, I don't believe in Wainwright. Neither of these teams' bullpens are any good. Tyon's been good recently, but the Cardinals have seen him twice, and it's the adjustment theory. It all lines up to a lot of runs being scored. Yeah, and um, if you look at if you look at the Cubs offense, they've got seven or more runs in five straight games. Um 10 twice in the 10 in each of the last two games. So, you know, they're putting up a ton of runs. So yeah, that could be our game of the year. Cubs team total over. Hey, you said it. I didn't. I get, I, I, I'll put my nose out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to our final game of the Saturday slate. It's going to be a seven forty central time. First pitch. It's going to be the Texas Rangers traveling to San Diego to take on the Padres. You have Martin Perez on the mound for the Rangers. You Darvish going for the Padres. Dave, what were you thinking about for this one? You know, without even thinking about it, I think I'm going to love that over. I mean, Perez has been been giving up runs. He was just shelled by Cleveland. Uh, he was shelled by the Dodgers. He only didn't even make it out of the second inning against Houston. So I'm, I'm, you know, and of course the Texas can hit. Uh, and Darvish, you know, he pitched in Texas, so uh, he's got, uh, you know, he's not elite. I mean, he he just uh, was crushed by Pittsburgh. Uh, so, you know, he can be good, uh, but the Rangers also, uh, against left-handed pitching, are a considerably better team, especially at 18 and 11 against lefty, 17 and 10 to the over. So I am going to think that Darvish being in that rotation number is probably going to keep that line closer than it needs to be but i can't back perez so by process of elimination i'm going to take the over uh and or the rangers team total over uh, but the padres bullpens look pretty good so uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the with the texas team total over because they're gonna see some of the some of the padres bullpens tonight so uh a lean texas uh by default because i can get a good price perhaps the run line and I will I will look for them to put up a bunch of runs. Yep, that's exactly right where I was at. Perez hasn't been good. You look at Darvish. Both of these guys have gotten hit pretty hard. I mean, they're they're guys that they're carrying ERAs just below five. I, I'm with you. I like the over. I think both teams score. We know Texas's offense is good. Darvish has been shaky. Perez, he's been shaky. Well, the Padres, when they do hit, it's against lefties like him. We know Texas's bullpen isn't good. I think there's going to be a lot of runs here, so I like the over. But I'm also with you in, if I had to do it I would to take a side, I would probably play Texas in the first five on the run line just because I'm looking at that uh, side in total right now. And total's eight and a half, so I definitely like that over. But I'm looking at the side. The Padres are favored minus a buck 75. Comeback on Texas is plus 150. Use that first five run line. You're still might be getting plus money there. So uh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, that that has merit because the Padres bullpen has been good. And you know, if the, if if Musgrove goes deep tonight and they don't use a lot of bullpen, that would make a lot of sense for tomorrow. So yeah, there you go. First five Texas on the run line overall for the game. Take the over, and that'll uh, conclude our Major League Baseball portion of the podcast. Uh, Dave, did you have football or or no football today? Well, we can do football. Do you want to do football? It's up to you. It's all you. Oh, oh, oh. Well, let's go to the Big Ten for a minute. Talk about Northwestern. Um, you know, their win total is sitting at six and a half. And 
And I'm going to go ahead and bet that under. I'm, I'm sure you'll have a you'll have a say in this one because that's right up your alley. But you know, if you look at a lot of the projected conference standings, um, you know, based on on who's coming back, who's not, and, and recruiting scores, you know, Northwestern is right now the Big Ten's eleventh best team, which would net a sub five hundred record. And you know, they uh, uh, they're going to lose fourteen starters from the overachieving team last year, and obviously their quarterback. So. I just think, you know, Fitzgerald and all, I, you know, I, I think I think they overachieved last year and they lose, you know, I think there's only f- like a handful of teams that, that bring back maybe less starters than Northwestern does. So, you know, that's based on the fact that that number's based on last year, not this year. I, I don't think they win seven games. Oh, Dave, absolutely not. Uh, they won, you know how many games they won in the United States last year? Uh, no, but I bet you do. Zero. Zero. No. They they won zero games in the United States of America. You know how many they won in uh, the UK? Well, I guess technically Ireland. One. Because they beat Nebraska yeah. in Ireland. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And well, then you talk about Fitzgerald. He's not even going to be there this year with all of the, the sexual harassment, hazing right. stuff. He's gone. Actually, as we speak, Big Ten media days are going on. They didn't even have anyone listed to go there and talk. It just said Northwestern. And I know they're going to have a coach be an interim, but who knows where that's at. You had guys transferring out, leaving, being unhappy. Uh, It's a team that already, if you were just looking at the Big Ten, it was probably going to be them, Rutgers, Indiana. Like Those were going to be your bottom three teams. I know Purdue got some guys that left and brought in a new coach, but the it's just a, a better environment at Purdue or Indiana or even Rutgers right now than it is Northwestern. I don't see that team being very good at all, and it, it wasn't good last year. Well, then we agree on that one. I don't think we've talked about your boy Aaron Rodgers yet either and, and the New York Jets. Um, at first I was thinking, that, well, wait a minute, you know, he's not – the league MVP type player that he once was, but you know, the Jets don't need that. I mean, they kind of have a Super Bowl roster, you know, sans a quarterback. So I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers needs to be uh, the old Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I you know, I know the division's gonna be tough, uh, but you know, they had the offensive rookie of the year, the defensive rookie of the year, they had a top five defense. Um, they're talented at wide receiver uh, and an underrated running back room, you know, with or without Brees Hall and how he comes back. So I actually think the Jets are a 10-win team. So I'm going to go ahead and take your boy Aaron Rodgers and the Jets over nine and a half wins. See, it's kind of funny, Dave. A lot of Packer fans have kind of um, had some blowback for Aaron Rodgers once he left, right? Or towards the end of last season when things weren't going well. I'm still under the personal belief that when Aaron Rodgers is healthy, and he has an offensive line in front of him and a few weapons, the guy still has it. He can still be a top-five quarterback in this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would not argue that. I, I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm just saying he doesn't have to be. If he is, well, then they win 12. Uh, yeah. But and that, he, and doesn't, that's he, doesn't, he doesn't have to be. I mean, you look at what they had last year, and, you know, I, I want to say you or I could potentially be an upgrade. We might make less mistakes but you know, if Rodgers plays, you know, better than his worst year ever, they'll they'll still win ten games. And he might want to get that on that one now because I know Dalvin Cook is now favored to go sign with the Jets. I know there's rumors of Devontae Adams trying to get his way to New York and and potentially be traded from 
the Las Vegas Raiders. And you mentioned some of the young receivers and players that they have that were really good last year. One was Breeze Hall at running back. And if they have Dalvin Cook on the cheap for the first beginning of the season and then Breeze Hall can come in midseason after uh, hurting his knee and, and play well. They've already got multiple solid wide receivers, Garrett Wilson being the stud of the bunch. They're adding some, you know, pieces. As long as that offensive line isn't disastrous, I think the Jets are going to be pretty good. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, I talked about the AFC East, but, you know, there's trouble in River City in a few places. I mean, we don't know what New England team is going to show up. And I, I honestly think Buffalo may have peaked – um, you know, I love Josh Allen, don't get me wrong, but, you know, they've got some internal things going on. Maybe they went ahead and, you know, they've already peaked. And and then you look at the Dolphins, you know, yeah, they got some talent, but I, I know Jalen Ramsey just went down in training camp and had to be carted off the field with a knee injury. I haven't heard an update on that, but, you know, I, and I like Tua, but, you know, I don't, I don't love him as a Super Bowl quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Jets. And I'll tell you another one I like real quick. I know we're getting short on time. Uh, the Steelers over eight and a half. I mean, really, that Tomlin, you know, he, he hasn't had a losing season in 16 years. And, and for the last several years, everybody's been thinking he was going to. And it looked like they would, would uh, break that streak last year. But, you know, Pickett reeled off four straight wins. So they finished nine and eight. So, I'm really just betting on something that just seems to happen every year anyway. So I, I will also add the Steelers over eight and a half to our, to our podcast here. It's funny that you bring up the Steelers. Cause I got a buddy that's a Steelers fan and I saw him, Oh man, it's probably a couple months ago at this point. And he brought up the fact that he's like, man, I'm telling you what people are sleeping on Kenny Pickett and they're sleeping on my Steelers. He goes, they find ways to win games with Mike Tomlin. We'll be right around a 500 team at the worst. And Pickett was making plays. This defense is always solid. I'm telling you what, they might be a sleeper to win the division. That's what he was saying. And you're the second person uh, to like their win total over. I don't, I don't know about I don't know about winning the division. I mean, you know, they've got a couple other good teams in that division. So I don't know that I'd go quite that far, but well, yeah, he, uh, was, know, not, he was he was all yeah, over not, it. Nine and eight, nine and eight's reasonable, but you know you got three other solid teams in there too. So, but I think they'll win nine games. So there you go for our football win totals this year. Dave is going to go with in college football the Northwestern Wildcats to go under their total. He does like the New York Jets win total to go over and the Pittsburgh Steelers win total to go over so there's the three football futures for the podcast uh, might as well get our major league baseball best bets out there for the podcast so for july 28th the friday dave's best bet it's going to be the orioles team total over his best bet for saturday july 29th he's going to go with the chicago cubs team total over for my best bet i'm going to go with Adam Frazier of the Baltimore Orioles on Friday night to get a hit minus a buck 80. And I think I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers and the San Diego Padres on Saturday to go over the total of eight and a half. So that'll be the best bets for this podcast in Major League Baseball. Again, if you want to find more of our content, you can find me on Twitter at Rowdy underscore Razor, or you can find Dave at Dave underscore Essler, or you can find his work at pregame.com. I just uh, want to thank everyone and continue to ask for you all to download, listen, like, subscribe, rate, and just continue to share it with friends. But until then, let's continue to win some money. The Winner's Take is your podcast for everything gambling at madcitysportszone.com. 
in the Zone app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, rate, subscribe.